0: Praise God. You may be seated. Well, it's my pleasure to introduce Dustin. Please come up and share what God has laid on your heart for us.
1: So nice to be back in the Northwest here in Auburn. It's been, if I remember right, about seven years ago was the last time We were able to be here, and such a blessing to be with all you. My parents send their greetings. My mom uh, was up here for, or is up here for a week. She'll be leaving tomorrow. She's uh, sharing the word right now at Philadelphia Church in, in Seattle. And my dad, he had a stroke about six years ago, and since then has been in bed. Can't get up on his own. If we help him, he can walk some. Uh, but he sends his greetings. He was not able to, to make the trip. And uh, he studied at the Seattle Bible College, which back then was called the Seattle uh, Bible Training School. And uh, he was the first, first graduating class from that school. Pastor John Egerdahl was his teacher. And this church has been part of my parents' ministry since they went to Mexico, still is. And we want to thank you on behalf of my parents, on our behalf. We want to thank you for your prayers, your support, your financial giving. Uh, I'll be showing a video in a little bit. Uh, Through all your giving, uh, we were able to start a radio station seven years ago. We have it in our church, and it and on internet, it's 24 hours a day, and uh, live, it's from 6 o'clock in the morning to 12 o'clock at night, and we just have one program after another program after another program. People from the church, volunteers come in every hour to make their own program, and we'll be seeing a little bit more of that on, on, the, on the video, but just thank you for your support. We're able to... Uh, keep on the air. And also, last year, we were able to start a school, preschool and elementary. Last year, we went up to third grade. It just ended last week. They had their, their graduation. And uh, this year now, we're going to open up to fifth grade, hoping, following year, go to sixth grade. And then after that, we'll go to uh, junior high. But we also want to thank you because you as a church had a uh, 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 You were able to sow into this uh, school last year, and we were able to buy uh, uh, tables and and chairs and other stuff we need for the school. Right now, we're in the middle of a legal situation trying to get the permits for the school. Uh, All that's not finished, but the Lord is providing. Just keep us in your prayers. We we love you uh, dearly, and if we could see that video, please. This is what's happening in Salamanca.
2: a church that loves to share the Word of God, to embrace every soul that needs Him. More than a church, we are a place where those in need of God's love can arrive and feel at home, finding the Lord as their Savior. This is the reason God has put in our hands several missions in Salamanca, different cities as well as rural villages. Each pastor gives of his life to teach the love of the Father, and although there are many needs, they will give and continue to give the best, so that souls come to know who God is. We have over 12 mission outposts where the Word of God is shared in love for the needy. Juventino Rosas, San Miguel de Allende, San Juan de la Cruz, Valtierrilla, Celaya, Granados, La Labor, Los Patios, Charco de Pantoja, Valle de Santiago, Jaral del Progreso, La Purisima, and others. Years ago, God put in our hearts the mission of reaching thousands of homes through the radio.
1: Radio Esperanza 96.1 FM, la estación que transmite vida.
2: Radio Esperanza was born, the station that transmits life. It is a tremendous way of communication, 100% interactive, that transmits life through messages of hope. We currently have more than 37 live programs where each radio announcer sows their time with the sole objective of reaching souls for Christ, changing the community's organization promoting teaching in the field of health, ecology, economy, law, culture, psychology, and in others' areas as well. At Ministerios El Calvario, we seek for God's blessing to reach every home. That's the reason Radio Esperanza has live broadcasts. From 6 in the morning to 12 midnight and 24 hours on the internet. It is broadcasted and known as www.radioesperanza961.com 365 days a year. We are hoping in the near future to expand by making podcasts. Check us out in the near future. In Ministries El Calvario, we care about every soul that needs to know the presence of God. God has put in our hearts the love for those who are behind bars. We have visited the prison for more than 25 years, sharing once a week with the prisoners a word of love and hope where we have seen the power of God transforming lives and inmates, making the decision to open their hearts to God, taking steps to love and serve without expecting anything in return. We need more men that will give their time to visit the prison. Every Monday, a group goes to sow the word of God. We know that there are needs inside and outside the church. In this way, Ministries El Calvario is given to the task every Monday afternoon to visit the hospitals of the city where people who are passionate about God's love pray for the sick, give a word of hope, cry with those who cry, hug those in need, and take food to the hungry. We know that every seed sown makes the difference. The need in our city is so great, and we see how hundreds of women need more of the word and love of God. For this and more reasons, Ministries El Calvario dedicates year after year a special time for the women of our church and the city. Carrying out women's retreats where they can spend a time of intimacy with God, each retreat has been so special, where currently more than 700 women attend and get ministered unto. Children are another area where Ministries El Calvario focuses with love and passion because we know the need that exists in them. So in 2018, the ministry Growing In You was born. And this way, every summer, we carry out a children's camp, taking children three days and two nights out of the city, where more than 120 children attend to have fun, learn, and meet God. Every year, God gives us a theme where children are touched by the love of God and we can see the power of God filling every little heart. This camp is carried out with support of many families where the low-income children attend and we can sow with love so that these little ones can meet God and that way their families can see the change in their children. In 2022, God gave us a new challenge by changing the education of our community. Calvary Ministries took this challenge, and William Olson Institute was born. The name is in honor of the missionary pastor-founder of the work in Salamanca. This institute is a place where preschool and elementary-age children can have a 100% different education with a focus on the Word of God. This school year 2022-2023 began with small groups. Each of the children have felt loved and respected, forming their character under the word of God. The days of bullying are over. We accompany and guide our students in their learning process with a Christian approach where values such as love, integrity, excellence, character, and faith provide them with an integral human development. This project is currently in process since we do not have enough classrooms, sports area, Benches or a dining area. We are praying that the Lord will provide to be able to achieve this great
1: project. Konichiwa. Watashiwa, Kenya desu. Watashiwa, Hachisai
0: desu. Watashiwa, Instituto Williamson de Benkioshimasu. Watashi no yoga wa Kirei desu. Sayonara! Hello, I
1: am Ian Abraham. And I am studying in the Institute William Olson. It's so wonderful. I love my school.
2: The school is in our own facilities in the South Campus El Calvario. Our goal is for the William Olson Institute to grow even more. Our desire is that in the near future, we will have junior high as well as high school, and a long-term vision is to open to the university-level education. Their young people can achieve all their educational needs and can be of impact to our society and the whole world. We know that God will put more in our hearts, and we are willing to give of our strength to be the light that transforms the education in Salamanca. For that reason, today we are joining forces to achieve more in this great project where children and young people will receive not only their secular education, but the training they need as Christians.
1: At the school, we're giving English classes, Japanese classes, uh, music. And the kids are learning, and they're enjoying themselves. I want to present my family. Uh, You stand, please. This is my wife, Leticia, and my youngest daughter, Jennifer, Jennifer Joy. And then I have my two grandsons with me, which is Dustin and Derek. Turn around. (laughs) <laughs> and then I have my third child, which is William. He's also w- with us this time. Thank you. You may be seated. Well, if you open your Bible with me to the book of Jonah. And in chapter 1... Verse 1 and 2, the word says, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. And I've been thinking a lot on Jonah uh, lately, and uh, I want to share those thoughts with you, but I'll make a question. How many Jonas do we have in the house today? Think about it a little bit. How many Jonas are here? Two important things that I see what's happening here is the first one is God is the one who chooses. God chooses. And the second thing is God commissions. And we all need to know Somehow or another, we are all chosen. There's something God has for us, upon us, that we must do for God. He has sent us to do his work in our times. God is the one who orders. He's the one who talks. He's the one who says what needs to be done. And I would like to ask you, what has the Lord done? Put on your heart. What is the Lord asking you to do for him in the time that we are living in? Jonah, we can see in Jonah that he did what a lot of people nowadays do. What is that? Disobey. Run. And it's pretty, as we read on on, on Jonah, what he did, the Bible says that The Lord sent him to do one specific thing. And he did the opposite. He went in the opposite direction. And what really gets to me is not only did he disobey and he went in the opposite way. But he even paid his own way. He used his money. He paid a fare to do the opposite of what God was telling him to do. He went the opposite way, as far away as he could get away from God. He paid to go against God, against God's will. And nowadays, people draw away from God. And there's probably a variety of reasons, probably a lot more than what I have written down here. But some people go away from God. They flee from God. They go opposite directions because they're scared. They're not sure what to do. They're not sure how to do it. They're not sure what's going to be the outcome of it all. So they rather not do it. And the Bible teaches us that we need to believe in God. We need to believe what he has said. We need to believe that we will do what he says that we would do. So what are we doing for God? When he said that we would lay our hands on the sick and they shall recover, Are we really doing that? Do we take every opportunity that comes across us to be able to lay our hands on the sick, pray for them, and expect God to heal them? Some people then don't do it because they're scared. Others, maybe they don't do it because they're afraid of losing fame. What are people going to think of them? Others might be afraid that if they follow God's will or do what God is asking them to do, maybe they'll lose their fortune. Or maybe they're afraid of failing, not doing it right. Probably there are a lot more reasons that we can mention of why people aren't doing what God has told them to do. And This very important question this morning, what has God told us to do for him. Something so important. The truth is, as you walk out church doors, you're walking into the mission field. There's so much need out in the streets. There's so much that we can do for God. God in us. It's all we need. All we need is God in us. His power working through us. Jonah knew what God could do and what God would do in Nineveh if he went there to preach. So what did he do? He went the opposite way. He didn't want God working, changing lives. Kind of weird to say this, huh? But the preacher, he didn't want God to do what God wanted to do with the lives of those living in Nineveh. They were mean people. They had done lots of harm to the Jewish. So Jonah didn't want them to get saved. But God gave Jonah a specific uh, work to do. As I'm sure... He's done with all of us too. There are a lot of people nowadays that have the same feeling maybe that Jonah had. And as we continue reading in verse number 3, chapter 1, but Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed toward Tarsus. He went down to Joppa where he found a ship boarded for that port. After paying the fare, He went abroad and sailed for uh, Tarsus to flee from God. Boy, what a word. Flee. Flee. How many of us have we fled from God? From not doing what God has called us to do? Jonah, this is interesting. Jonah was determined to flee God's calling. He was determined to do it. But God was more determined that Jonah must obey. Think this one out. So on God's calling on our life, are we obeying? Because God is looking in us or for us for us to obey him. to do what he's called us to do. In Romans chapter 3, verse 10, it says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Jonah was called to go to Nineveh, to preach to the people, to the lost. The whole city was lost, but he refused to go. Now Jonah... As he got onto that ship, and I won't take all the time to read all the scripture. I believe we probably all know the story. He gets onto the ship, and where does he go? Where does he head for? Way down in the ship. ship, And what was he doing? Hiding, sleeping. You know, when people flee from God, when people don't comply with God, a tiredness comes over you. Spiritually, you're so tired, you don't know what to do. And he went down to the boat, he slept. There's one other thing I would like to leave with you this, this morning. Competing against God's will is a battle you're not going to win. Competing against God's will is a battle you're not going to win. You know, God could have stopped Jonah from even getting on the ship, from even arriving at Tarsus to get onto that ship. But he didn't. He let him go. And how far have we gone out of God's way, out of God's will, God needs to show up in our lives. His Holy Spirit needs to get control of our heart that we can feel the need of the the need that people have for God. Storm arises. The boat is just about lost. Sailors were throwing everything overboard. It's a cargo ship. I mean, it wasn't a cruise. (laughs) It was just a regular cargo ship. And after they tried everything, they knew what to do. They finally found Jonah sleeping. They wake him up. And then what's interesting is what Jonah had to say. And in verses 8 through 10, it says, so they asked him, tell us who is responsible for making all this trouble for us? What kind of work do you do? I mean, they, were, they, were, they began to interrogate him. Where do you come from? What is your country? From what people are you? So now it was Jonah's turn to answer. Jonah's turn to talk. And he starts and says, I'm a Hebrew and I worship The Lord, the God of heaven. He didn't want to talk about the Lord. He was fleeing from God. He didn't want people to get saved. But now he's having to answer questions they were making him. And everybody knew who the Hebrews were. People of God. And he began telling them, I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. And he continued saying, this terrified them. And they asked, what have you done? What have you done? They knew he was running away from the Lord because he had already told them so. So important to follow what the Lord has put in our hearts to do for him. And maybe for you, maybe it's not be out out of the country in some mission field. But wherever you are, God wants to use your life. He wants to use your hands. I often ask the, the church in, in Salamanca. In Salamanca, we have three campuses and uh, I take turns every Sunday preaching in one and another and another. As when I'm preaching in one, my wife preaches in another, my mom's preaching in another, and we just keep on going around. But I often ask the church to put their hands in front of them, to look at their hands. And then I ask them, What do you see in your hands? In other words, What has God put in your hands? Because we need to use what God has given us. There's gifts for the church. There's different ministries where the church, we need to use that. Jonah, after he recognized what was happening, he told them, well, th- throw me abroad, throw me overboard. Well, that's the last thing they wanted to do, but they finally they finally took him, threw him overboard. It says in verse 15, then they took Jonah and threw him overboard, and the raging sea grew calm. Just as soon as he hit the water, it all calmed down. You know, when God begins to work, everything around us will change. Everything will start calming down. And as the water, as the sea was calming down, well the Bible says this big fish came by and swallowed him. Three days, three nights, in the belly of the sheet of the fish. Could you, could you try to imagine that just a little bit? Three days. I'm sure that if if Jonah's skin color was on the darker side, I'm sure when he was spit up, he must have been white. He must have been full of seaweed. But what happened in that time he was in the belly of the fish? We get to chapter number two and we read about his prayer. And you know, when we're Going through the roughest of the times in our life. That sends us to look for God. And we began to pray. And we began to talk to God. And we began to see the inside of our life. And we make promises to God. And that's what we read in, the, in, in, in Jonah's prayer. I will serve you. I will go. I'll do this, and I'll do that. Talking about the fish and Jonah being in the fish three days and three nights. I mean, we could talk about God's death and his resurrection. Don't have the time to uh, get into that. But you know, Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for his church. For believers that are born again. That have been washed by his precious blood. And as Jonah is praying in the fish's belly, he's making things right with God. Verse 9 through 10 of chapter 2, it says... but. But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed. I will make good. I will say salvation comes from the Lord. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Oh, he was, he was ma- making a good prayer meeting that, in the uh, belly of the fish. What? needs to happen to us around us to make us speak out to God to make us turn around and look everything that's in us that we need to make right with God when we finally get to chapter 3 the fish vomited Jonah He's ready to go and obey. He's ready to go and preach. And verse 1 and 2 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. And you know, God with Jonah, there was a second opportunity, second orders. And don't you get happy to know that God, Jesus, our Savior, is a God of second opportunities? He's got his hands stretched. He talks the word. And he told Jonah, now you go to Nineveh. And you're going to say what I say. So many times we want to do it our way. And we, so many times we think that our way is better than other ways. But God told Jonah, you're going to give the message? I give you. And the question is, what has God given you? What's the word? What's God asked from you? God gave Noah a specific message to give. It wasn't a message that Jonah wanted to give. It had to do with God. And our life has to do with God in us. I know it's much easier for us to talk about God's love, talk about the Holy Spirit, talk about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, talk about sins, than to go down to the nitty-gritty and talk about sin. Who likes to go out and talk about sin all the time? Well, that's what God told Jonah to do. You go tell them they're sinners and you're all going to die. Jonah didn't want to do that. There's one big truth that I've had to learn. God is not impressed by our popularity. He's not impressed by our numbers. The, The Bible says... That he is the way, the truth, and the life. So, what has God spoken to you? What's God's calling on your life? There's got to be something specific. I would encourage you all, let's serve the Lord with all of our heart. Sometimes we'll have to give a message, a word that's not popular. What are we living nowadays with all this gender stuff and everything that's going on? The public schools in Mexico, that's one of the reasons why we opened up a Christian school. Public schools in Mexico, I mean, it's just invaded. Their books, it's, they're awful. I mean, you can't even talk about the subject anymore without having people get offended. But as a church, what are we doing? It's not the popularity God is looking for. It's speaking the Bible. The Word of God. That's the Word that changes lives. When the Holy Spirit gets a hold of somebody, their life is transformed. Amen. Pray for us. Keep us in your prayers. We're praying for you constantly. We love you church. God bless you. Thank you
0: very much. Thank you. <laughs> Praise God. It's good to have these guys back with us again. I hope it's not seven years before we see you again. (laughs) Um, You have a last worship song for us? Uh, Let me pray, and then we'll be dismissed uh, after the song. Lord Jesus, uh, thank you for today. Thank you for blessing us with this family. Thank you for the work they do in Mexico and for allowing us to be a part of it. Lord, we praise you and thank you. Uh, Be with us this week as we go our way. Let us constantly look to you. Lord, we praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.